Welcome to this week's sermon from C3 Church Narara. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Chris Brown. For more information on our church, visit c3church.narara.net. And these guys are just hanging around with their sheep, as shepherds do. And then an angel appears. And of course, the first thing that happens to them is that they're terrified. Because every time you read in the Bible and an angel appears, angels aren't little fluffy, cute things with wings that just fly around like, you know, fairies from a Disney movie. They are awesome, powerful, glory of God, shake you to your bones kind of creatures. And yet they're full of God's love and they've got a great message. So people are always afraid, and then they say, don't be afraid. First thing an angel says is, don't be afraid, <laughs> which is kind of cool, because they could say, yes, be afraid, be very afraid, but they, but they don't, and so they're, they're carrying a great message. And, um, and, uh, and so they, they say to the shepherds, I mean, just for a second, just put yourself in the shepherd's shoes or sandals. And, you know, it's a normal evening. The angel freaks you out. The angel says, don't worry, I've got a great message. The Messiah has been born. Now, they've been waiting, like all other people in that land, for hundreds and hundreds of years for the promised Messiah. This is the, 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 the saviour for the world. And particularly for those people, they felt they need for it because they had Roman government oppressing them and they were looking for this long-awaited promised Messiah, and they're invited to go and meet him. Now, they know he's coming as the king, the king of all kings, the deliverer of the nation. This is the promised one. And so off they go. And imagine the conversation. They're going, oh, guys, you know, how good do I look? Am I okay? You know, clear out the the sheep dung and, you know, make yourself as good looking as you can as a shepherd because apparently we're going to meet the king. That's what the angel said. Now, when they get there, there's no palace. There's just a stable, like, like the shed at the back of a pub in our terminology. And there's Jesus, and he's born as this humble little baby, and the people around him are not royals. It's not the, the, the people of the court or the noblemen. They're just regular people. There's, and, and unusual, they've got these wise men that have come all the way from the east, and then there's the regular shepherds. And then, of course, there's Mary and Joseph, who are a little perhaps freaked out by how their marriage is turning out because it's not exactly what they had planned, but they're flowing with God's will. But none of the humble surroundings takes the gloss off what is really happening because the shepherds aren't disappointed. They're amazed. They're, they're overwhelmed. They're excited. They go and it says they tell everyone about it because they've just met the Messiah face to face and the whole message of Christmas is this not that Jesus had to have a palace or any trappings of royalty because he deserved it but that he was here to meet with people face to face regular people shepherds wise rich kings or whoever the magi the wise men we we sing in the old song say you know three kings we don't even know there were three there are three sets of gifts but there could have been more or less but there's a, a whole bunch of different people, and it's all about Jesus coming down to meet with them. He's called 
from heaven, called by love, sent with grace and anointed with a, a message from heaven to earth saying, I've got a plan that'll change your life forever and you can meet with God personally, everyone from here on in. And that's a life-changing message. And it's all possible because of Jesus coming, because of Christmas. And this is God's heart that his will and, and his wish is for people to be in relationship with him. And, you know, as Jesus grew up, nothing changed. He's born in amongst the people. He's not only with the fancy, special, rich, royal, kingly kind of people. He's just with the regular people. He grows up. His dad's a carpenter, just a chippy, you know. Just He's a tradie. And there's Jesus helping his dad. He's got his fluoro shirt on. And, uh, you know, he has... Uh, and, you know, he goes down to probably Terrigal Pub on Friday afternoons with the boys and, you know, works hard, gets out on the tools and just a regular kind of guy. But then, of course, he enters his ministry at the age of 30. People really think, I always thought there was something about that guy. Did you ever see his timber, you know, you see his cabinet work? It was really, really good, you know, like unbelievably good and he never complained and you know we'd have a beer but he never had three or four he was just so contained and you know and just and now I get it he's the son of God you know and people start to realize wow this is the Messiah and uh, but the thing is he didn't just you know communicate to people from a distance and say yes yes that's right I'm the king back off you know I'm fancy he didn't he was personal he didn't even just blog his stuff. You know, he didn't uh, set up a Facebook page or tweet his 148 characters or whatever of wisdom. to. He, he, he was with all the people all the time and all kinds of people. He wasn't selective. He would speak confidently to the leaders of society and then he'd go and dine with sinners, as they were called, the tax collectors. And then he'd call fishermen, walk along and say, follow me. And there's something about him. They just left everything, followed. And then he just did life with them. And joked and talked and cried and they followed him and learned from him. And nothing has changed. Today, Jesus is still calling people to follow him, to talk with him, walk with him, have a relationship with him. Oh, something's changed. Yeah, he's not here physically. We're not in Galilee in the year 30 AD or whatever. It, it, you know, he's physically not around, but spiritually we can know him. Just as real, deep in our spirit. Because you know what? You are a spirit. You have a body. So physically, yeah, we feel and sense and taste and touch things and all that. But deep down, we're not just a body. You can lose a limb or a part of a finger like my motorbike mate did. Lost half his finger and he's still there. It's not like his soul has gone off with his finger. And, you know, you don't have to go home and chop your arm off to prove it. But... but you know what I mean. You're, you're a spirit deep in here. And when in that spirit, with that spirit, we can know the Lord. And we can follow him and walk with him and talk with him. And just like these shepherds who got to encounter him, we can encounter him. And, you know, sadly, some Christians end up with a theology that keeps God actually in a box. But our theology shouldn't try and contain God. There's always going to be a sense of calling and mystery and excitement and adventure our theology should just keep pointing us towards God, even if we don't understand it. We can never understand everything. And especially when we're reflecting on pain and problems and stuff of life, and sadly some people turn against God because of the stuff they've been through. 
when they should be turning to him. And he may not give you a pithy, cute, simple answer, but he can walk with you through whatever life throws at you. And you know, sadly, sometimes Christmas can be a lonely time for people because unlike others, they haven't got a family and a great day of festivities and they're feeling lonely. But you know what? There's no need because you can be part of the family of God. And our Heavenly Father is a perfect Father, regardless of how imperfect our earthly fathers are. And we, can, and we even see here on today the family relationships that we have as, God, as part of God's family. And it's beautiful and powerful, and it's all because Jesus came down that very first Christmas, and he made a way. And when he died on the cross, he made a way for us all to be forgiven and to have this eternal, wonderful, personal relationship with God himself. Isn't that amazing? That is the greatest gift that we could get. I mean, this is really, I think it's a pretty cool shirt, to be honest. I'm pretty happy with it. But whatever you get, you go home, you can have a Ferrari in the garage. Darling, wow. Yes, I've mortgaged the house, but you've always wanted it or whatever. You know, it wouldn't matter. Whatever gift. We've won the lottery. Woo, Aunt Mabel, guess what? She was a multimillionaire. We never knew, and you're the only recipient of that. You know, it, the greatest possible gift you can unwrap today is eternal life. His name is Jesus, and he offers you that chance. Well, let's pray. And then we're finishing up and celebrate. And I just believe that our quest in life should be not just about getting presents or a bigger home or whatever the world may offer us, the latest cool gadget, you know. It's knowing God himself and it's made possible because of Jesus. Just for a moment. Kids, close your eyes, bow your heads. Father God, we thank you for sending Jesus. Just open your heart up. You know, right now, you may not know God personally, but you can through his son, Jesus. We turn away from our mistakes, or we could say repent from our sin, and we turn to him and say, God, I'm sorry, I've messed my life up, and I haven't walked with you, but I do want to follow you. I do want to know you. I open my heart, and I ask Jesus, come into my heart. Jesus, forgive me, save me. And help me to follow you all the days of my life. You know, you can pray that right now. And if you did, talk to me afterwards. Or grab someone who knows what's going on around here. We'll give you a little booklet. And you can keep following Jesus. A little Bible or booklet explaining what it is to be a Christian. What it's all about. To really know Jesus personally. We encourage you to consider the claims of Christ for yourself. And to give your life to him. And follow him. And then join us on an adventure as a church. A community of faith and hope and love as we walk with him and serve him and make a difference in the world around us. Father, we thank you. What a great day it is. What an awesome day of celebration because of you, Jesus. Thank you. Come into our lives and touch us fresh today by the power of the Holy Spirit, every person here, and help us to be ministers of your love and grace today to family and friends and others and remind them of the real reason for the season. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. Amen. We hope you have enjoyed this week's sermon. For more information or to contact us, visit c3church.narara.net.